Hello, everyone. Welcome to another mini episode of the Fat for Weight Loss Show. Today, we are talking all about cross-training for endurance runners, and we will get to it right after this. An important food, a healthy food, and a basic food that can be served in more than 100 different ways. Hello and welcome to the Fat for Weight Loss Show. My name is Aaron and I am your host for today's episode. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, let me introduce myself. Firstly, I am from Australia, if you hadn't already guessed from the accent, and I run a ketogenic food blog called Fat for Weight Loss, found at fatforweightloss.com.au. And the aim of this podcast is to dig into the world of nutrition, fitness, and everything in between. I'm a nutritional therapist and an advanced sports exercise nutritional advisor. However, I'm not a doctor, so I cannot give you any medical advice. This also applies to any guests involved in this show. Please make sure you consult your doctor before making any changes to your diet or medication. You can find me on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Fat for Weight Loss for delicious keto recipes, meal plan videos, and drool-worthy food photography. So let's get right into it. So I love doing these little mini episodes. I want to try and keep this one short. Last week, we spoke about all about the post-workout recovery uh, and how you should be consuming more fats than carbs post-exercise because of the whole balance and the uh, reactive oxygen species and a whole bunch of stuff. But if you want to go and listen to that, head back on and listen to the previous week's podcast. But today, I want to talk about uh, cross-training for endurance runners in particular. Now, uh, this applies to whether you're a a cyclist or a swimmer as well. So for any triathletes, you will definitely get a lot of benefit out of this episode. Um, but the 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 main thing that you want to be targeting when you are a, a runner and of your endurance running in particular, so anywhere from half to full to ultra marathons is that you really want to prioritize putting cross training in there. So whether that's going to the gym or whether that's doing a whole bunch of exercises that we'll talk about here in a second. But um, what I try and do is if I'm training for a marathon or a half marathon, I'm doing three training runs a week. So that's a short run, a medium run and a long run. Um, and we, I'll get to the specifics of that in a second and I'll probably um, put down some training regimes that you can do for a half marathon and a full marathon. Now I haven't done an ultra. Um, I'm not sure whether that one's on the books just yet <laughs> but um, I know that uh, anti-gravity gains Dave has done a lot of work in that space so if you want to head o- head over to his Instagram <clears throat> and ask, ask him any questions then definitely go and do that but with regards to cross training uh, when you're doing those three training runs so the small run the medium run the long run or the interval the threshold and the uh, endurance then you want to be sprinkling uh, cross workouts in and around those so what I try and do is do two two cross workouts uh, a week and then try and implement some uh, some planks and some core exercises in there as well so the cross training workouts might be swimming walking rowing elliptical yoga easy upper body workout those types of things but it can also be you know, lifting weights at the gym, uh, probably nothing too leg heavy unless you're doing um, strength related, maybe split squats, or you're trying to get more mobility in your legs. Because as runners, you tend to get quite, quite tight, uh, tight calves and, um, and, you know, just leg muscles in general can be quite tough. So, so doing those 
as those outside exercises can really beneficial uh sorry can be really beneficial for the the muscles that not only um support your front to back movement but also your side to side movement as well um you know so uh so try and keep the cross workouts to under an hour um, because they are supplemental to your running so you don't want to be causing too much stress on your body when you're trying to do these additional exercises uh, but you also don't want to just be doing running and that was one of the things that I found when I was training for the full marathon is that towards the end when the runs got really long I actually stopped doing the cross workouts altogether because I felt like um, they were a little bit uh, not useful but in retrospect they were they were far more useful than you think because even if it's even if it's just going out and and getting out there and maybe going for a walk it's still not just pounding the pavement every single time you uh, lace up those shoes so it's it's important to get some different exercises uh, so any of those ones that I spoke about before but in particular um, core exercises are really really important as a runner because you have a lot of leg muscles uh, you're probably not using your arms as much but to get a good drive forward you have to have strong core you have to have a strong core and you have to have strong core muscles so a core a core exercise workout that i would probably um you know uh, recommend would be doing a 30 second plank 30 second side plank on each side 20 leg raises so if you've ever lied on your back and raising your legs up to a 90 degree angle doing 20 of those doing a 30 second leg hold so basically it's a leg raise but down six inches and hold um, and you hold that for 30 seconds and then 20 glute bridges so even as a runner you tend to have uh, you know very strong calf and 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 leg muscles but your glutes tend to suffer and and uh, you know having strong glutes is important so doing those glute bridges is is fantastic you basically lie on your back with your uh, feet closest to well not closest to but that if <laughs> there's probably a better explanation of glute bridges on youtube but if you bring your feet straight underneath your knees and then lift your hips up that is what's called a glute bridge then you have a 30 second toe touch so uh, standing up straight bent over and attempt to touch your toes um, that is uh you know i think that's pretty important to be able to get that flexibility in there uh, and then also incorporating a two-minute relaxation in there so lying on the floor with your eyes closed and focusing on every single breath for two minutes that's really important when you're actually doing a lot of really intense high in <coughs> high intensity running like an interval to be able to bring your body back down to uh, your normal homeostasis and there's also a whole bunch of things that you can go into with heart uh, heart rate variability uh, there's an app that i use called heart rate variability for training or hrv for training uh, and that one's really good because you test yourself every single morning you basically get a reading from your smartphone you don't have to have any of the external devices it uses the camera in your phone with the flash to determine the blood flow in your um in your pulse and so heart rate variability is not just your heartbeats but it's the difference between the heartbeats and if they are uh, more irregular and if they are more inconsistent then you have a better heart rate variability and vice versa if they're very very uh, consistent and that you have a heartbeat every single you know 20 milliseconds or whatever it is uh, then it tends to be that you're quite stressed uh, so there's the parasympathetic and the uh, the other sympathetic nervous system um, and they go hand in hand so making sure you're in that correct balance is really important as an endurance athlete because you don't want to be too overstressed. Now, um, over the 12 weeks of a training phase, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be 12 weeks. It might be 16 weeks. It may just be whatever you're training for in the future and you don't necessarily have a set week for it. You need to be tracking 
things and measurements because ideally you want to be going in a healthier route rather than an unhealthy route and what i found with the marathon was that i actually ended up putting a lot of uh weight on around my uh, android and that so there's the android and the glycoid and so the android is sort of around your hips and then the glycoid's around your sorry the android is around your belly and the glycoid is around your hips um a little bit complicated for what we do here in this podcast but basically what you want to be doing is you want to be measuring your waist your chest your arms your hips your thighs and also your weight as well because a lot of people measure their weight but they fail to measure everything else and your weight is uh, you know it differs from day to day so much um, what I do is I pick one day of the week and I measure everything and if I'm tracking in the right direction then I know I'm doing something right but if I'm tracking in the wrong direction in too many of those elements then I think I need to change something up or I need to look back over my diet and see if there's anything that's that's changed because even even though you're running uh, a, a lot of miles or a lot of kilometers, um, the, the ketogenic diet's fantastic, but if you're incorporating maybe a lot of omega-6 or a lot of dairy or something that's quite inflammatory, then that's going to have an impact and you'll see it straight away when you start measuring these types of things. So measuring is important, um, but let's get into a training schedule. So uh, for the first four weeks of, let's say, a uh, half marathon, you'll be doing intervals, cross-training, a medium run uh, cross training or core exercises in a long run what I like to do is do the intervals at the start of the week and the long run on the weekend and then sprinkle the cross training and the medium run in on days that I feel necessary uh, having at least one day a week of rest um, and you know that that's sort of your week by week and so what you want to do is in week one you start off with a training load and then week two should never be more than 10% of that load and I was having a discussion the other day with one of my good friends, Miles, uh, who's a, um, training to be a physiotherapist, I believe. <laughs> um, correct me if I'm wrong, Miles, but uh, he, he was saying that it's really interesting um, to look at uh, you know, a four-week period because a lot of injuries happen when you increase your load too much over a four-week period. And so you should only ever be taking a 10 to 20% um, extra mileage or extra kilometers um, in, in a four-week period, uh, so and it's an average of that four-week period. So what you want to be doing is increasing, but you don't want to be crease, increasing too quickly because that will lead to so many injuries um, and so many overloading injuries. Uh, I've got a podcast coming up with Brad Beer as well that is going to be really useful because he uh, does a lot of work with runners in particular. And so he has actually also adopted a low-carbohydrate lifestyle as of recent, um, and he said it's doing him wonders with regards to inflammation which is fantastic so um you know week one week two week three week four your long run might go from uh, eight kilometers in the first week to nine kilometers in the second week, 10 kilometers in the third week, and 12 kilometers in the fourth week. And then you always want to have a break. So you want to break those weeks up. So you don't want to keep going uh, and, and building and building and building and building because you need your body to adapt. And so the fifth week will go back to 8Ks, right? So your first week, eight, nine, 10. 12 and then back to 8 and then 12 14 15 and then back to 11 9 8 and then race that would be a 12 week sort of um, stretch uh, and again with the with the marathon distance you might want to be starting off on week one with something like a 16 kilometers and then an 18 kilometers 20 kilometers and then back to 16 so i'm oh, sorry so um, the first week 16 second week 18 third week 20 fourth week 24 
fifth week, 16. And then sixth week, 24. Seventh week, 28. Fourth week, <laughs> sorry, I'm getting so confused. You're probably getting really confused as well. Basically, you want to be building up slowly, taking a break on the fifth week, and then building up again um, so that your body can adapt to that stress. Because exercise is a stress. And uh, if you're doing this for weight loss purposes, then the last thing you want to be doing is increasing your stress so much that you get injured uh, and so much that you end up with these, you know, these fatal injuries that where you can't run anymore, which is, which is terrible. And same thing with any endurance exercise. All of these things need to be built up slowly. And there's a, there's a very um, scientific way, I guess, you can do this. And Strava does, does this actually. So if you run with a heart rate monitor or if you cycle with a heart rate monitor, you have um, three elements that you can be tracking. And so you have your AC, uh, acute training load, your chronic training load, and your fitness and fatigue. And those three metrics go in hand in hand. So when you spike um, your training load very quickly, so if you do a 4K run, a 4K run, and a 4K run, all in the space of three days, your acute training load will go up and your fitness and fatigue so your fitness will climb slowly as you get uh you know you as you recover from that but your fatigue will will increase dramatically so acute training load and uh, fatigue increase dramatically uh, chronic training load is something that will build up over time but you need to make sure that you rest and then your fitness will also build up as well along with your chronic training load so if you ever if you haven't um delved into the premium world of strava you can go in and do that there's also uh uh, one in training peaks that will do the same thing obviously these are a little bit more expensive but you can also do this in in the heart rate variability uh, app that i mentioned before it has the acl and the uh, ctl uh it, they're interesting metrics to to delve into but no, nothing <laughs> nothing that you need to track um if you're just simply going out there <clears throat> and trying to run and finish the race so i hope you enjoyed this little mini episode i want to try and keep it as short as possible this week uh but i have so much to talk about but i have something really exciting and i uh, hope you are all into this i'm going to be doing episodes exactly like this one but for every single day of december uh it, it, it's sort of a spin off the daily youtube video but it's a daily podcast some people do a daily podcast um but i don't think it's uh something that a lot of people have really delved into that much and i think i've got a lot of uh, little snippets of information that I could really give you some some handy tips on. So they're not going to be as long as these ones. Now this one's probably capping around the you know 15 minute mark now. Um, but the the ones that I want to do will strictly be under five to six minutes, and they will be short, punchy, straight to the point. Um, if you've ever listened to the podcast by Dr. Eric Berg, I know that he does a lot of those really short, punchy ones, and they come out you know just really interesting so i'd love to try that and i hope you guys would also love to listen to those types of individual parts you know because over the over the month of december we have a lot of events we've got we've got christmas we've got family get-togethers we've got friends get-togethers we've got all these places where if we don't have someone talking to us every single day it's going to be pretty hard to stay on the wagon it's going to be pretty hard to um you know just keep motivated and and kickstart your january so so i think if I'm there, if I'm helping you through December, it's probably going to be easier. And all of this, you know, is uh, going to be m measured and managed and 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 
resulted and looked back on. So I think uh, it's going to be a really fun month. It's going to be crazy. So if you're into listening to that, I'm still going to have my weekly podcast episodes with, um, with the people that I interview. And I've got some really, really great guests coming up. So if you don't want to listen to me every single day, definitely tune into those that come out every single Monday in Australia or Sunday in, in the US. Uh, but until then, um, I'm really excited to start on the 1st of December, which for me is going to be a Saturday for, uh, for anyone in the US that might be a Friday. Um, but again, subscribe to the podcast. I'm going to be giving you a whole bunch of really handy tips uh, and uh, you know things to help you get through the holiday season. So again, my name is Aaron. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you on the 1st of December and every single day after that. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this podcast, make sure you hit subscribe to be notified next week when the podcast arrives. If you could do one small act of kindness for today, I would greatly appreciate a review from you. It's really easy and it allows me to keep making podcasts just like this one every week just for you. Head on over to fatforweightloss.com.au forward slash podcasts for the latest updates and all the show notes. Until next week.